God is good. Why don't you take a seat? I actually asked if Josh would um, sing that song this morning. I was just thinking about the, um, the text that we looked at the other week about um, the blessing that God gave to Aaron uh, and uh, just the goodness of God that is expressed there. And I wanted to be able to sing about that this morning. We can testify that he has and he is good. We're continuing this series looking at what it means to be a people who are blessed, um, to be a blessing. And I'll take you back just to the very first, um, first message, which was about uh, God being a God who blesses. We went right back to the book of Genesis and saw that God is the one where blessing originates from. It was his idea, it's his intention to bless his people. In the second week, we looked at what it means to be blessed by God in the sense of, of coming in contact with the living God, the living power of, of God. And we looked at Jesus feeding the 5,000 and Jesus blessing the people. And we said we want to be a people who bring what we have to God that He may do what only He can do. And then last week, we uh, looked at, at this, that wonderful blessing that God gave uh, gave his people that was that was spoken by God and, and one of the things is that I love about that it doesn't just uh, speak about blessing but it speaks about the very character and nature of our God that he is a good God and he is absolutely for us if you remember we, we spoke about um, the, the the face of God shining upon us and, and we talked about that image of a of a of a husband waiting for his bride and that, that as their faces join, this delight. I saw my kids go to their grandparents um, this week and I saw that same face as, uh, as, as they saw their grandkids. Their, their faces just light up. And, and, and my kids respond to that. They know that they're absolutely embraced and loved there. And it's, it's this delight that... Um, it, it lifts us to have someone that delights in us. And to think that the creator of the universe would delight in us is quite spectacular. They're the words of God. It's His blessing for us as His people. This blessing is not just, um, doesn't just mean that He's for us. It is for us in that, that we've been grafted into this, this redemptive line of, um, of, the, of, the, of the Israelites and, and, and God has grafted us in, so this blessing is for us. And today we're going to be looking at what it means to be a royal priesthood. It was, it was given to um, Aaron and his sons, uh, a priesthood, and now God calls us to be a royal priesthood. Just wanted to, to go through just again um, some of the intentions of this series. So we, we want to be a God, um, we want to know that God is a God who blesses and He loves to bless His people. We want to we be those that um, as, we, as we learn about and we, we reflect again about who our God is, His goodness and His favour towards us, we want to be those that, that long for His blessing on our life and on our ministry and on our families and on our kids and on our churches. 
We want to know that we are not only blessed, but we have been blessed to bless God and to be a blessing to others. And we want to seek and speak God's blessing um, over life and over our church and over families and over our community. It's been uh, wonderful being able to speak to people just recently. I um, have spoken to a number of people that have been um, reignited, captivated, I guess, by this um, theme of blessing that runs throughout the Scriptures. And, and, and what they're doing is they're starting to, and this may be you, starting to take this and starting to apply this in life. Spoke to one person who uh, went down to their neighbour who was having um, quite, a, quite a difficult time and prayed for that person and then spoke a blessing over them. And he spoke about how that neighbour was so touched that tears started to fall down their eyes. That there is, there is something about when someone looks at us and speaking, speaks the intention and favour of God over our lives. Also, uh, spoke to someone else who uh, has, a, um, has a child who's a grown-up child who's not doing so well at the moment. And, and their, their heart breaks for them. It's, it's been a, a number of years now that they've, they've walked with their child who um, their heart just breaks. And they, they've been praying for this child for, for a long time now. And, and they've started to take these prayers and, and not stopped praying and interceding for that child, but started to speak God's favour and, uh, and, and His intentions uh, into um, and, and towards that child. So, not, not speaking it directly to them, but bringing them to mind and speaking a blessing over their child. And it was just a, a delight as they started to tell me about the, the way that God's life-giving power has, has has started to move in that child's life and is making significant headroad towards the desires that God has uh, for that child. Speaking again about blessing this morning. And we're going to be, uh, actually we're going to be all around the place, but if you've got your Bibles with you, we're going to be um, quite a bit in 1 Peter. So, uh, that's probably a good place to open up to, First Peter. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we thank You that You're a good God. Thank You that Your face shines upon us, that You're gracious to us, that You long for us to have peace, peace with You, peace with others, peace in ourselves. So Lord, as, as we as we come before you and, and we want to listen to what you have to say to us. Papa, I, I pray that there, there would be more than just words, that your living spirit would come and speak to us. Speak to us personally in that unique personal way in which you do. May we know that you have spoken today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In Numbers, we led last week this blessing. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons saying, thus you shall bless the people of Israel and you shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put their name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. We're talking about blessing, we're talking about the one who blesses and that is God. He is the one who blesses. This was given uh, to Aaron. Aaron was the high priest and his sons were, um, were, were the priesthood as well. Uh, the high priest would enter into the holies of holies and the priest would work in the, the section of the, the temple, the holy area, and they'd offer worship before God, bring sacrifices of the people before God, intercede for God's people, intercede for the nation, and, uh, and they would also represent God to the nation, um, God to the people. So the role of priests is uh, it's found. Um, there's, there's all sorts of different priests, aren't there? There's there's um, Jewish priests or the, or, the, or the Levites that we read in the Old Testament. Um, but this idea of someone who mediates between be, between God's realm or the spiritual realm and the physical realm, it's it's multiplied and it's seen in in multitude of different religions. Uh, there, is, there is priests in all sorts of different religions. When I was in Togo, the priests were basically charlatans, they were witch doctors and what they would do is they would mediate between the spirits and the person and the person and the spirits. So, so we have this, it's, it's right throughout the fabric of human um, spirituality and it's based on a reality that God actually set up, both a reality in that is, is right there in, um, in Genesis. So, we're going to read First uh, Peter. First Peter, and we'll start in verse 5. It says, You yourselves are like living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer sacrificial, um, spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We'll drop down to verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who has called you out of darkness and into marvellous light. This, um, to be called a, a royal priesthood. Um, that, that word priest, it just has so much baggage on it now um, that there's probably not a huge amount of delight when we hear that word, a royal priesthood, because it's just, it's just kind of laden with, with stuff and uh, some stuff that's not very nice, really. Uh, as if, I, if I think about it, really, this idea of royal priesthood, it, is, it has absolutely been attacked and marred uh, right from the beginning. We, we looked in, in that it was, it was corrupted right from um, going through the time of Constantine and, and when you had this, these priests that, would, uh, that were over the church in a way and there's a sense in which these, these priests were superior to the everyday person um, and they were the ones that would intercede before God for you. They were the ones that could grant forgiveness. Uh, they were the ones that could interpret and read Scripture. And 
what we had in the, in the Protestant movement, in the Reformation, is this, this pushing against that, in saying, hey, I, I know that there's, the, there's this priestly order that's been set up, but if we look at Scripture, it's, it's, that, that's, just, that's not the picture we get. The, the picture we get is that, that God has, has called a, a people to be a royal priesthood together. And um, that, that we actually have access, that we individually can go into and together can go into the presence of God. That we can um, go to Him to ask for forgiveness. That we can go to Him and that He can actually speak to us directly. And that's been a, been a really good thing, um, but whenever you define something against something else, you can get a bit of a, a, bit of a misconception. Uh, many of our, our... One of the things is when we, when we read some of these letters, often they're addressing problems. And uh, what, what we have to be aware of as we're reading that is that the problems are, are being addressed. Whenever we, whenever we define something against something else, uh, what happens is, is sometimes we can lose clarity of what the actual essence is. And the essence of being a royal priesthood is extraordinary. Being, being a royal priesthood, it's, we, we kind of think in terms of doing. So, so what does it mean we can do? We, we can come before God and we can... We can pray to Him and we can read His Word and He speaks to us and we can come into His presence. But there's something before that and it's before doing, it's being. This is actually, when it talks about a royal priesthood, it's talking about who we are, who we've been, who we've been made. It's a theme that, that starts right back in Genesis where um, God puts Adam and Eve in that garden. And these, these themes that run through is this theme, first of all, is that we as humans, we were actually created to, to dwell in a place where heaven and earth meet. So, so that, that interweaving of heaven and earth, that's what, was, what the garden was. It was this um, God's space, and our space mixed. That, that's where we were meant to, to be, in God's space and our space. And He gave them a blessing to be fruitful and multiply, and uh, the, the idea there was that they were to spread through the world, um, and that, that garden would be extended where, where Jesus reigns and rules, and we reign and rule under Him. So, we're we're created to dwell in God's space and we're also, we're created to be people where the human and the divine meet. So, we see that in the garden as well when um, humanity is walking with God in the garden and, uh, and then when we, we say we'll do it our way, we are, we are pushed out of that garden but God's, God's desire has always been that His people that divinity and humanity would meet. And we, we see that. We see that in, uh, in the Old Testament, in the tabernacle. The tabernacle and the temple, they were, they were God's space and human space, the physical space meeting together. And we had priests in there where, where 
where, where humanity and God would meet together as well. And this is, this is the picture. God, is, God has called us a royal priesthood because, because we, we experience the reality of a God that comes and indwells us. One of the great privileges of the priests was not the things that they got to do, one of the great privileges was they got to be in the very presence of God. That, that, is, that is something just extraordinary, that, that we can be in the presence of the living God. This was something that was only for a very select group of people and only for a very select group um, period of time. The, the high priest could go into the holies of holies only uh, where the throne room of God was, only, uh, only once a year. And we're, we're encouraged, we're invited to come confidently before the throne room of God to receive His grace and His mercy. So let's, um, let's go through this passage. You yourselves are like living stones. You're being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. So, so, here, Peter takes this image of, of us being living stones, we've been of, of a temple, and a temple is a place where God manifests His presence, God's space and human space mixes. There, there's something special of, of when we come together as the people of God, that, um, that God is present with us in a special way, because, because we represent the temple of God, the place where God's space and our space comes together and we meet with him we are a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to god through jesus christ but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people for his own possession God, right throughout history, has chosen people to show His grace to. He's chosen people to bless, that they may be a blessing. And for this season in redemptive history, He's chosen His church to be those who would be a recipient of His blessing and to be a recipient of His presence, to be able to, to walk in the very place of our God, to be present with Him. And He says that we are His own possession. That's, that's a good thing. It's, it's a really, really good thing to be possessed by the living God. Ex especially as we, as we look at God's desire for us, as a, expressed in that, um, in that blessing. He, he, he is gracious towards us and He looks upon us with delight. And, and he, he, um, he desires peace in our lives. I think of that psalm, that wonderful psalm, Psalm 23, that He makes us lie down in green pastures. He protects us, He leads us to still waters. It is a good thing to be the shepherd's sheep. We are possessed, we are the possessions of the living God. That you may proclaim the excellencies of, the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness and into His marvellous light. We are those who have been made new. God has, 
by, by God coming in the, in, in the person of Jesus and dying for us and, and living and rising again, when, when we come and we follow him, he makes us new. He, he changes us from the inside out. He, he breathes his breath of life into us. Speaking to Roland um, just the other day, and he shared a poem with me that came to his mind as, as we were talking about this, um, this reality of blessing. And uh, I just asked him this morning if he would read that for us. So, um, Roland, are you here? There he is, wonderful. Let me get you a... Thinking about what it is to be touched by the God who blesses. "'Twas battered and scarred, and the auctioneer thought it scarcely worth his while to waste much time on the old violin, but he held it up with a smile. "'What am I bidding, good folk?' he cried. "'Who'll start the bidding for me? "'A dollar, a dollar, then two, only two, two dollars. "'Who'll make it three? "'Going for three? "'But no, from the room far back, a grey-haired man came forward and picked up the bow. Then wiping the dust from the old violin and tightening the loosened strings, he played a melody pure and sweet as a caroling angel sings. The music ceased. And the auctioneer with a voice that was quiet and low said, Now what am I bid for the old violin? And he held it up with the bow. A thousand dollars. Who'll make it two, two thousand? Who'll make it three, three thousand? Three thousand once, three thousand twice, it's going and gone, cried he. The people cheered, but some of them cried, we don't understand what change it's worth. Quick came the reply, the touch of the master's hand. And many a man with life out of tune and battered and scarred with sin is auctioned cheap to a thoughtless crowd, much like the old violin. A mess of pottage, a glass of wine, a game, and he travels on. He's going once and going twice. He's going and almost gone. But the master comes, and the foolish crowd never can understand the worth of a soul and the change that's been wrought by the touch of the master's hand. Something that happens to us when we're touched by Jesus changes us. Becomes something that has dust and dead, and we become something that is living. That plays a song that will bless the hearts of anyone who hears. Mm. That violin becomes set apart then. It becomes very special. It becomes very, very... becomes a thing of great worth. And we have become a thing of great worth. A people of great worth. A royal priesthood. Romans 8 speaks about this, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. 
And as children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. We're not only a priesthood, we are a royal priesthood. We have been given a position again to reign and rule and we will reign and rule with Christ and we'll do that out of the being in his presence and ministering with him. Like I said, we have been made very, very precious and uh, you don't treat something badly that has been made precious. I just, uh, just want to read this next verse. I wasn't going to read it, but um, just as, as Roland was reading, I, I glanced down to it. This comes straight after this passage. So, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. It goes on to say this. It says, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles. So, so what, what he's talking about here is we have been called into a new kingdom and it's the kingdom of God. We, we are first uh, those who are, are a part of the kingdom of God before we are part, before we are Australians. I, I am first a child of God before I'm a stock. That, that is my, my primary identity now. I am a child of the King. Behold, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from, from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honourable. I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. There's something about something that has been made precious. God says, I want it to be holy. God, God longs for His church to be set apart, to be holy, to be aligned with Him and, and His ways and what He's like. And um, I love the way it expresses here, just his, um, his, why He desires this. It says, which wage war against your soul. We, we have been given so many spiritual blessings in Jesus, but the, the, the experience of those blessings come when we're being obedient with Him and we're being aligned with Him. What, what happens is, is, is it's like we're, when we're aligned with Him, we're standing in the, 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 the immense spiritual blessings that He has for us, of love, joy and peace. And, and, um, and, and there's, we, we read through them the first week, so many spiritual blessings. But, and, and they happen when we're connected with Jesus. That, that, that life-giving power comes in through us and, and, and mediated to us. It's, it's when, we, when we move outside, out of alignment with Him, that we start not to experience that life-giving power that, and those blessings that God has for us. And um, the God who delights in us, the God who looks at us with such delight, He longs for us to be connected with that which is life, with that which is good for us. He said, you, you wage war against your soul. You, you bring death to it. We want to be a, a holy people. God longs for you 
to flee from those things that are waging war against your soul, that are stealing the blessings that God has for you, and He longs for you to come into alignment with Him. Remember again what Jesus told us um, in that parable about the prodigal son, when when He came back and He acknowledged, "I, I I have... I'm way out of alignment with who I should be and what I should be doing. And he came back to the Father. His Father ran towards him with a face of delight and embraced him. Heavenly Father, I I just ask that even now you've called us as a royal priesthood to be in your presence. And Lord, it's hard to be in your presence when there's baggage, when we're doing stuff that doesn't please you. Lord, you you ask us to give that to you, to flee from that, to ask for forgiveness from those things. So, Lord, I I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just bring certain things to our mind. Holy Spirit, if there are things that are not in alignment with you, I just pray that in your gracious way, you would bring them up in our mind right now and give us the courage to bring them before you, to ask for forgiveness. And to see your face that delights in us choosing life. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. If, um, if God just brought something up for you, uh, I would just invite you to just spend some time now just to, to bring that before Him. God longs to use us and He longs for life for us. This, um, the next slide there, what we see in, in First Peter, we see uh, the, the full working of, of these blessings at part. We see that um, God has, has blessed us. It says that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation of people of His own possession. He, he's declared us fit for purpose and enabled us to fulfill the purposes according to God's will. Um, he, he then... In, in blessing us, he, he longs for us to turn back to Him and, and to bless Him, to praise Him, to say, say thank you, God. That's what, we were, that's what we were doing as a people this morning as we were coming first together to, to prepare our hearts and, and we're looking to Him and we're saying, God, we bless you. We, we, we praise you and ascribe goodness to you. You are good and we, we, we direct that back to Him and we bless and we speak to others the favour of God over situations and over people. We want to be a people that uh, receive God's blessing, that bless God and that bless others. I want to now uh, just, actually before we do that, there's a, um, Jesus is described as our high priest. So, so we are all those who mediate God's favor and, and, and love and, um, and represent God and represent others to God. But Jesus is our high priest and He intercedes for us. In Hebrews, there's this interesting little passage that talks about uh, Jesus being after the order of Melchizedek. And uh, this was an interesting priest that Abraham came across in Genesis. And we actually don't hear much of, about him. He's spoken a fair bit about in, in Hebrews, uh, in, in kind of some, a little bit of mysterious ways. But this is 
Uh, he, he's out, Abraham is out, he's just come back from a, a battle. And um, so, so we have the Levites, who were God's anointed priests, to work in the tabernacle and work in the temple. Um, they, they started with Aaron. And then we have this mysterious guy, Melchizedek. And this was before Moses. So this is a priesthood that served the God of Abraham before um, these Levites even came about. And this guy is both a king and a priest, so a royal priest. It says this, And Melchizedek, king of Salem, he brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of the God Most High, and he blessed him and said, he blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abraham, the God Most High, professor, um, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be to God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. The, um, this, this guy, we really don't know much about him, Melchizedek. In Hebrew, it says that Jesus is, is from this order. And, and the one place in which we find Melchizedek in the Bible, what is he doing? He is blessing. He, he is blessed by God. He, he is blessing God. Blessed be God Most High. And he is blessing those around him. He is blessing Abraham. We serve a God who blesses and who longs to bless us. To finish this morning, we're just going to go um, to, to Luke. Luke chapter 10. And this is a, this is a really interesting part of uh, the disciples' journey and being trained to be uh, a royal priesthood. This is, this is Jesus. He knows that He's appointing them to, to be uh, where, where God and uh, humanity and divinity meet and uh, to, to represent God. And He sends them out and He says to them, the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few, therefore pray earnestly that the Lord of the harvest will send out laborers into His harvest. Go on your way, behold I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. I feel like that sometimes. Carry no money bags, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Now, that's interesting. Um, we, we can't always apply stuff directly, um, not for a prolonged period of time anyway, but there's a principle here. When, as, as Jesus sent out His people, He wanted um, them not to see what they had, he wanted them not to rely on his own resources, but he wanted them to rely on the resources that come from heaven. And, and we see that. We, we, we are called to be a people that go with the presence of God, with the resources of heaven. He says, Whenever you enter a house, first say, Peace be to that house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not it will return to you. Okay, that is a strange little phrase there. Peace be to this house. I wish I knew what he said. Like, is that, is that just a summary of, of like a, a larger... Um, do, do you know how that the, the blessing in Numbers 
um, in Deuteronomy, sorry, it ends with, um, with, with this blessing of peace. Is, is that kind of what it's talking about? This, I, I wonder what is actually happening here. Uh, when, we, when we talk about peace, it's the, it's the idea of shalom. It's, it's not just the absence of conflict, it's, it's peace across all areas of life. It's human flourishing across all areas of life. And, and they're speaking peace. They're, they're speaking a blessing. They're speaking God's favour and God's intention over that household. And what we can definitely say here is whatever they actually spoke is that it was not just pleasitudes, ple- ple- um, platitudes, that's it, pleasitudes. I don't know where that, that's not even French, so <laughs> no idea. Platitudes. Certainly wasn't platitudes. It's not just a greeting. And the, w- the reason we know that it wasn't a greeting is because it goes on and says, um, if the Son of Peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. There's, there's some weightiness to this, there's some kind of tangibleness to this. But if not, it will return to you. You don't speak about that with just platitudes. You don't speak like that if, if there's no weightiness to a blessing, if there's no weightiness to, to speaking um, peace upon a household. There, there's something weighty here. What's happening here is, is we're being invited as God's people, as priests, a royal priesthood, to intercede, to, to, to mediate God's presence and His power. What, what we're, um, God, God is longing to pour out blessing and pour out His favour onto the world and uh, we, as, as His royal priesthood, are being invited to to, to almost direct that. We, we do that often with our prayers. Um, if, if, if I've got Kevin here and, and Kevin uh, is having something going on in his life and I'm praying for him, we, we're already doing that, okay? We're, we're already um, saying, bringing Kevin's case before the Lord. We're, we're used to that in prayer. And, and this is something like that, but slightly different. We're, we're speaking God's favour God's intentions over someone's life. And, and there's, a, there's a really real sense in which the power and presence and life-giving power of God is, is directed towards that which we bless. And, and, and just like God, right throughout, um, right throughout Scripture and right throughout uh, time, if, if that is rejected, um, God, God moves on, basically. And He instructs His people to move on as well. But we're given this wonderful privilege of blessing. I encourage you to learn to bless, to speak over your family, over your kids, um, over those who are in your life that God raises up a compassion in your heart for, to speak God's favour and His intentions over them. Just uh, to help us with that, I just have three words. <clears throat> and the first one is to acknowledge. Uh, just to acknowledge that God is always working. To acknowledge that 
He is always working. He is, he is present and wanting to work in lives. He has blessed us to be a blessing. So, so we come in, in, the, in the knowledge, acknowledgement of that, that God is, is longing to bless. And then we, we attend. We attend to uh, both what God has said about His intentions for people and this world. We attend to the, the, the misalignment of that, where people aren't, um, aren't in alignment with the, with the things of Jesus. And we, we speak into that. A way to, to do this is, is just simply to take, um, if we've got a situation, I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, recently I've been praying for Levi, my son, he's in grade, grade two, he's in grade two and uh, for, for the last uh, at least uh, nearly a year now, uh, Levi was having some, some difficulties at school and I've been praying for him. Um, praying in, in the ways of um, asking God to, to, to really help his mind to be able to learn well and to have favour uh, with his teachers and with, his, with, with kids. And I've just started to take that, to take these, um, these intercessions, to take these prayers before God, and I've, I've just taken them and I've moved them um, to be a blessing, to speak God's intention over him. And I both I still pray for him, but I've been doing I've been doing something like this. Lord, Lord, would you, in the name of Jesus, would you bless Levi? I, I bless his mind to be fruitful and to to be able to receive and process information and to remember, and, and I bless him with favor with his teachers and with his friends, and and I bless him most of all to come to know and love you. Now that's um. He loves when I do that because I look at him in his eyes and, and, and he knows that I am for him and he knows that the God behind those words are for him as well. I wonder if God's um, bringing in mind, into your mind, people that he's, he's, he's brought to your mind to pray for. I, I wonder if we might continue to pray for them but also to speak God's blessing over them to speak God's intention and His favour over them. This is something that we see God does. It's something that we see the priests in the Old Testament does. It's something that we see um, Paul does. He does it in the beginning of every single one of his letters. He blesses the people before he gets into it. Something we see, this priest Melchizedek, that Jesus is after his order. He blesses Abraham and he blesses God. Something we see Jesus do. It's something we see His disciples do. They go into their houses and they, they speak blessing, they speak peace over those houses. May we be a people of blessing, may we be people that receive blessing, may we be people that bless God and may we be people that bless those around us. Articulate, I didn't get to that, but um, just the, the very spoken action of that is important. A um, couple of ways that we can do that is, is we keep our eyes open and we look at the person and, and we speak that blessing to them. Uh, it, it, is, it is quite a powerful thing when we speak a blessing over someone. Uh, what we can also do is, um, is bring someone to mind, bring them into, into our mind's eye and, uh, and, and just speak that blessing over them. 
been praying for someone that is um, struggling with addiction at the moment. And I've taken that prayer and I start to say, Lord, I, I bless this person in the name of Jesus. I bless them with freedom. I bless them with joy that surpasses understanding. I, I bless them with the full expression of your love and joy and peace that it may so overflow in their lives that it pushes out the work of the enemy. There's something when we speak the will of God and the favour of God. There's, there's, there's this... We're, we're, we're privileged to be able to speak those things. And, and, and just like prayer is... Prayer is effective and is powerful and blessing is effective and powerful. May we be a people of blessing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we continue to lean into what you're saying about blessing. Lord, I think of this, this priest, this Melchizedek from the Old Testament that we hardly know anything about and you're after his order a royal priest, Jesus. We come before you as a royal priest and we thank you that you intercede for us. And I thank you that, that we are your, that we come under you and we serve you and that you give us much of the same role. And we want to be a people who both receive your blessing, who bless you and who bless others. Father, I, I pray specifically that you would lay on each one of our hearts, that you would bless those, those things that you have spoken to us, that you would make them fruitful, that you would breathe upon them, that you would give life to those areas that you have spoken about. However, I speak specifically about being called to be a holy priesthood, be a holy people. And Lord, I, I think of those things that are stealing life from us, those things that we are doing that are not in alignment with you. And Lord, I pray for freedom in lives. I pray for that um, addictions would be broken, that there would be an overflow of joy and peace and life as we align ourselves with you. And Lord, I pray for those people that we have been praying for for, for a good deal of time for now, that our heart breaks for, and we want to speak out your favour and your blessing upon their lives. We bring them before your throne room and we intercede for them and we also speak of your intention over their lives. And Lord, we bring our community to you right now and we pray blessing. We're going to finish with a... Um, can we do Amazing Grace, Chainsaw? broken or something um, before we sing that song it, uh, this song really speaks about our identity about who we have been made in Christ um, would you stand and I just want to I want to read a blessing that I've um, I've just penned recently We've been though, we are those who have been invited into the very presence of God. It's been longed for for centuries, for millennia. You can come confidently into His throne room. 
I bless you in the name of Jesus for the light and life of God to flood every piece of your life. I bless you in the name of Jesus that you would know the depths of the Father's love for you and his provision for you. I bless you in the name of Jesus to experience Jesus' presence and his healing power through your spirit and your soul and your body. I bless you in the name of Jesus to receive his Holy Spirit, his anointing for your life. I bless you with the full fruit of his Holy Spirit, joy, peace, love, perseverance, self-control, a joy that surpasses understanding. We are like that violin that has been touched by the master. <laughs>